Good evening, Wednesday night, 16th of June, uh, episode 40 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, who would have thought we'd get to 40, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's kick it off, 8 o'clock. I hope everyone's well. Um, out of lockdown. Well, some would say out of lockdown. Let's see. Uh, let's bring on the great man, Lovey. How are you, mate? I love these masks. How are you, mate? I just love yeah, these masks good. so much. Let's live with them for the rest of our lives, shall we? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to say the least. What do you got? Twenty four hours in the mask inside, or no? That no, stays, no, doesn't it? Yeah. I've also got my little one and a half meter thing still, just you know, just to make sure that we do all the right things and everyone else stays the fuck away from me. It's great. Love it. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. What's going on, Cubs? Hey, boys. How are we? Nice we mask, are, Alan. Somewhat argue. I should put it back on anyway. So we're at, we're at tomorrow night. All good. Well, yeah, what? let's see. We're not out yet. Put it that way. No, there's there another excuse. There's been another excuse put up with South Bank and all the rest of it, so we'll wait and see how that one rolls out for the next few days, I guess. Yeah, it's um, – look, we should be a little bit more upbeat, but fair to say it wasn't exactly the news we thought it was going to be initially, and um, it's definitely making it hard. Uh, this For me, this lockdown that was a week, then two weeks, was much harder than all the rest. Um, mentally, uh, even though I had work, it was um, – it was just a case of, oh, here we go again. What's going on here? Uh, I don't think we can do another lockdown, boys. Um, what's your thoughts, Lovey? Uh, I know enough people to suggest that it would end their careers as sole traders and small businesses. Uh, yep. I know enough people that it would basically send them to a place that we, none of us ever want to go to. Um, it's It's... Just shit, mate. It's, it's the only way I can put it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're day 20 into a seven-day lockdown. Um, why? And, and this is this is the biggest question. With with all of the restrictions that came off or are due to come off this Friday, off the back of last Friday, uh, none of it, for me, still scientifically ties in. I'm not a scientist, but when I logically try and link what you can do outdoors compared to outdoors and the certain activities, none of it actually links up logically and that's the thing that frustrates me the most and um you know if i offend a couple of people on this whoever might be watching this podcast or on facebook or whatever i'm at a point where come at me i don't care because there's been more damage done by these lockdowns than there has been by trying to protect a certain few we should be protecting those vulnerable people absolutely put the blanket around them everyone else get on with our life we've had enough yeah, you would have thought we'd have learnt from the past, first, second, third lockdowns, and it just doesn't seem like we have. We're making the same stupid mistakes out there, and it's just not good enough. And at the end of the day, Dan sat in the background um, with plenty of rumours what's what's really happened, but that's that's irrelevant. Um, the point is he sat in the background. Um, he's got another puppet that's popped up, James Molino, that's uh, just rolling out the same fodder that was wheeled out to us the first time um with no you know I, I just it's just a ridiculous outcome um we need to be out we can't afford these lockdowns every other state can seem to do it without a lockdown um let's get back out there and businesses are absolutely on their knees we had james young on last week and he was just on behalf of all publicans um and entertainment venues and on behalf of bands it's horrible, mate. It's a horrible outcome. We just mm. got going. Um, bands were just starting to get some momentum again, booking gigs. We've got a massive list of gigs now that have been rescheduled from that were supposed to be this week and next week, pushed all the way out to about August, if you're lucky, is about the next time you can get on stage. It's just yep. horrible. And that's – what chance of August is even the venue going to be there? That's the scary yeah. part. Cuz, what's that's your exactly thought? exactly right. Yeah, look, it's not it's not good. It's as as Lovey said, a lot of a lot of people. If we go into lockdown again, which look, I don't think we will, but if we did, a lot of people that close to the wall, it's just not funny now. It's 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 become almost a life and death situation, hasn't it? Like it's it's the straits have become that die for people that it's especially like your small businesses and things like that. That their their backs are against the wall, and they if they go to the well again, 
well, there's nothing there. The water's dried up. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw cafes, restaurants talking about, you know, just not reopening now. And if they do open at all, it's strictly going to be takeaway. There's just no room for dining anymore. They can't make money. James Young talked about the four square metre rule. They're allowed 20 people in the venue. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely. So that, ridiculous. Example, that, example, that example there, Aaron, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's interesting you bring that on up because there was someone else, and, and I saw this on Twitter this afternoon, it was a publican. They've got a capacity 700 establishment placed upon the current restrictions. So while the government says, oh, this is fantastic, we're giving everyone now a chance to reopen all the rest of it, who would want to reopen if I'm only allowed to t- allow 25 people in a 700 capacity uh, facility? I'm still yeah. paying. I'm still paying for a 700 capacity, full electricity, water, staff, rates, all the rest of it. I'm not getting that off 25 people. I'm running at a loss. Why would I even bother opening up? I mean, yeah, and, this and is the, sad, these are the things that this government that just does not get. Yeah, sad part of that, it gets worse. It's not just opening to 20 people. There's no minimum spend, which... Yeah, that'd be hard to ask for to try and get punters to turn up and actually, you know, put the wallet where it where it needs to be, um, which is over the bar paying. Um, and you know, if you're not a big drinker or not a you know not going there to eat, you feel embarrassed to even turn up at the venue, even though you want to support it. So, you know, that that gets hard too. And then not only that, if you're allowed to open, you got to put on extra staff as COVID officers and God knows what. It's just ridiculous. It's the whole gym thing all over again. It's it's just mayhem, mate. It's just, you know, and look, what I want to do is um, we've been able to get a surprise guest for tonight um, to have a chat on behalf of, uh, well, on behalf of musicians, really, I think most importantly. Um, this is a, a guy, uh, is a good mate of mine, um, has pivoted, is the classic uh, line that we, we churned out during uh, COVID, and he, he's done a couple of other things. The great news is, the boys are back in the recording studio, um, so that's an exciting time. The issue is, is one minute they're recording and the momentum starts, next minute they're shut down again. Pretty hard to get guys from around Australia together. How the hell do you pull off an album? If, if ever an album was uh, hard enough to record, it's bloody hard to do it now when you're trying to do it via correspondence. So let's bring him on, Mr. Rusty Brown. Mary. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, I tell you, where's my camera? There you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much um, how much you want to listen to me, but you've got me for about five minutes because I've actually stopped a band from rehearsing while I'm doing my thing. Oh look, George is in the background. Uh, hello, George. George. Hello, George. George in, uh, New York cost me ninety. American dollars, and I've taken it everywhere. We've taken it on tour. It's in the studio right now. Uh, we were in the studio last night, and um, it was it's great. It was a great fun. Aaron, you're right. Excuse me. Aaron, you're right. We started this song over three weeks ago, and we had to stop. I think it was the 27th of May. We, we did it the Thursday, and Friday was lockdown so we couldn't go anywhere i just sung it last night and i sung it <laughs> I, after i sung it for two hours i i'd said to the guy in the, who's who was um recording me uh yeah it's no good he's like what i said yeah i don't like it like i just it just wasn't getting me and it's so hard to sing a brand new song, you know, that nobody knows, and and you're not getting it. So how am I expecting that you're going to get it when I give it to you? So I said, oh, is there any chance you could just wait around for 10 minutes? And I had Juno Roxas in the studio with me. Do you remember Juno from Roxas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was doing some backing vocals for us. We've, we've got a few guests on this song, uh, a couple of females too, Rosie and Penny. Anyway, um, Juno, in his uh, brilliant way, said, you know what, mate, if you don't have a melody, just sing less words. And he was right on. I went, all right, all right. So I said to um, uh, Brent, mate, can you just stay for 
10 minutes, just let me try and do something with this. And I and I only needed the start of the verse. I already had the rest of the song. Um, and, and then it is. I cut down all the words and changed the melody slightly, and I went out and sung it. And I'm actually being serious here today. When I come to the studio, I turn it on full board. I just teared up because I went, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's exactly what I have to do. Oh, yeah, so happy pretty... today, and I played it to the. <coughs> Sorry, mate. That's um, mate. That's awesome news to hear. That uh, out of a negative situation, maybe maybe you've struck a bit of gold that you you weren't kind of ready for. Yeah, it was uh, very 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 happy today. Although I did get the news about what you were talking, you guys were talking about a minute ago. Um, uh, what was that place I played? Edward Albert, Albert Edward. In Strathmore there? You went there, didn't you? No? I had a little gig in Strathmore. And oh, I yeah, had yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Abbott, yep. Yeah, Edward Abbott. Yeah, Edward Abbott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I rang Annie and I messaged her and she said, unfortunately, because of um, the rules about being separated, we can't get enough people in to warrant having you play. And I went, uh, density, density rules. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, look, it's, it's, um, it wasn't so bad in COVID when I didn't work because I was on job seeker. So at least I got something. It wasn't much. I think I was getting 300 or something over a couple, over a fortnight. But that's gone now. So when I don't play, I actually don't have money. You know, I don't yeah. just, I can't just go to the bank and get out money. I don't have money because I'm not making money. So this one uh, is affecting me. I sung, uh, I sung a song a few weeks ago at James Young's um, place. What's the uh, the new place he's got? Hotel Westwood? Pony. No, no, the old pony. Um, oh, yep. The new cherry bar. The new cherry bar, which was awesome. But, you know, there was nobody in there only because they couldn't get in there. They weren't yeah. allowed in there. You know, I think I saw, you know, it was probably 25 people or something. And it was great. They were loving it. But, yeah, they couldn't get in there. Those those days. Are... And, and I'll tell you, we're not the only one. I was talking on someone to fa uh, on Facebook from England, and they've been in lockdown for a year now. They might have come a little bit out of it, but they're actually still in lockdown. So, you know, yeah. they're not out at all. Yeah. Um, Formally since November. So this, this is, right, this is, this is diabolical. And, uh, we've got, well, we've got local footy this weekend, have we? And no, no supporters. Wow. Is that if correct? You got the supporters. And you're, and you're not, no, well, where you, there's no supporters and you can't go in the no club rooms. rooms. So you have to yeah. – yeah, no change rooms. You have to get dressed outside. I wonder if I'll still have my gig this Saturday as the, the greatest uh, stats man in the whole Northern Football League. Well, it, it, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Oz. Yeah, it's Oz kick right <laughs> off, essentially. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank so God that uh, the uh, – Rusty, give uh, give us some good news, mate. Obviously, you just touched on that recording. Obviously, you really probably can't put a uh, a time frame on what you're putting together now because uh, you don't know how long you're going to be able to put things together. And but ha how's the rest of it feel at the moment? You got a couple of tracks down. It's just this one. It's just yep, the right. one. We can't. We don't. We haven't even had a time to get a whole bunch of tracks. Um, we actually have booked a tour for um, Perth, Adelaide, Tasmania, New South Wales, Queensland, and one here in their hometown of Victoria. And we're, we're going forward like it's going ahead. Do you know what I mean? Yep. We can't sit around to. and you go, well, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But there's every chance in the world that it won't happen. But we're trying to make it happen. We've paid, paid for the flights. We've booked the cars, the vans. We've booked the hotels book people to work up there. So don't forget, if we say uh, we're not coming in New South Wales or Queensland, 
that's somebody up there that's not getting a gig because of a Victoria, you know, whether yep. it's a lighting guy or a sound guy or a, a stage guy. Um, Very so easily forgotten, put, isn't it? Yeah, look, in the music industry, um, I don't think people understand how many, uh, just by a band doing a gig, how many people work on that particular mm. night. And a lot of people, they may only work somewhere twice a week because they might be studying or, or they're overseas person, whatever, or they just need a part-time job to help them out. But, you know, when that's gone, that's gone. But all those things you talked about don't go. You still got to pay electricity. You still got to pay the water, and the rates if you've got a house. And you know where where do you just get that money from? Hmm. It's it's impossible. You can't. If you've booked you know, flights, Rusty. I, I, if you've booked flights, Rusty, I was just going to say I reckon just take the plane, mate. You and the band <laughs> take the plane. Just flog it and get get up there. Who cares? We'll you mean sell it? Well, flog it and steal it and then flog it once you get it up there. You can get some money off it then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, didn't Darren Mullane and uh, someone else take a bus sometime and drive yeah. some people around? Yeah, I reckon yeah, they were spewing cool. eBay wasn't around back then. They could have said buy it now once they got rid of it. So, <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Look, um, geez, I hate to be rude, but I have stopped this band from recording. I'm yeah. going to have to leave. We really bad. appreciate your time, Rusty, jumping on and saying a quick day. Good luck to the one, boys. One Wish last thing with you. Thank you. One last thing with you three boys. I know you. How bad were the Swannies on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> mate, all well, you, shattered. You, would have been, you would have been shattered, mate. I actually was shattered. But don't, since we've won premierships and been in the finals for – 21 out of 23 years. I don't get as worried anymore. This annoys me because Hawthorne, for some reason, for 10 years, we just cannot beat them. We had the one in 2012, but, you know, that was theirs. They were 23 points up, and they were going away. I think Buddy was going to kick a goal, and they were gone. But we, we won that one, but we cannot beat them. They have it over as bad. It's so annoying. They're a good side. They're a good, strong side. Well, we'll let you go. We'll get you back on to talk footy in another couple of weeks, Rusty. Good luck with the recording, mate. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you, boys. See ya. See you, mate. How good's that to have a great special guest, the great Rusty Brown from Electric Mary. And great news, they're recording, but it's not as easy as it used to be. Um, Putting together tours, recording, Gigs, um, it's a tough exercise at the moment, that's for sure. I, I like his spirit in that they are trying to get on with it. And, and you know, we're, we're, this is what this, I guess what this podcast is about is you try and find, mentally try and find the next step that's good for you. And yeah. I'm glad they have and they're trying to and they're trying to get through this particular issue and, Heaven forbid, let's hope that they don't have to, like everyone else in that industry, have to go through yet another lockdown. It sounds to me like they're, they're, they're just going to punch on regardless, which is really good. I, I, you know, you, you speak to different people and uh, that you know, and I, I reckon it's 50-50 in terms of getting on with it and those that are just, they've just fallen in that hole. And, and it's trying to help those people out of that out of that particular scenario that they find themselves in mentally, certainly. Um, yep. That's that's for me the it's it's the big issue out of this whole thing, really. Absolutely. Um, and speaking hmm. of guys that's uh, getting on with it, so to speak, we've uh, I've been able to secure another little special guest that you boys didn't know about. Um, I always try and oh, bring in. He's just full of surprises. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> tonight. Now you know, I this is, about, this is about the only gig in Melbourne right at the minute that hasn't been cancelled. So let's keep positive about this one. Um, we've got another 24 hours to get through, 48 hours before it's game on. Um, but let's see. Let's bring him up. Special guest. Who is it? Identify yourself. Oh, hello. Here he is. 
David Cosmo. How are you, Dave? G'day, James. How you going? All right. And nice got the you. cap on too, I might add. And got yeah, the cap represent, on. Cos, represent, buddy. Uh, mine's mine's in the love watch. Lovey's love been rocking the, the cap every now and then. and, and Yeah, mate, it, it needed a wash. It genuinely needed a wash. This is a dirty head at the best of times, mate. So needs a good wash. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh Nice to uh, nice to see you, lads. Nice to hear Rusty have, uh, having a bit of a chat with you. And um, mm. yeah, as you say, let's hope uh, we don't have any cancellations. Yeah, well, I just heard about another couple uh, in the last couple of hours, which is disappointing for. Oh, no, really? Yeah, for gigs uh, for Friday night. Um, sadly, that was George Lane uh, gig in St Kilda for um, Polyman, Ben Wilson, and Polyman. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's disappointing. And it, it, it all comes down to this, the classic square metre rule. It's really yeah. hard for a venue to make any money made at four square metres yeah. Uh, yeah. for one person. Um, it's a tough gig. But, Dave, tell us a little bit about uh, what we've got coming up Friday night. Well, as you say, if nothing changes and we're still uh, heading uh, to, to play at Swamplands down there in Thornbury. Um, so, yeah, this one's been on the cards for a while and... <laughs> Swamplands is just a really great venue. It's kind of it's kind of that size that can function with certain restrictions, um, mm. you know, keeping it viable for them, which is really great. And they're a really great supporter of, of local music. So, yeah, so I'm lucky enough to be sharing the bill with um, with the wonderful, the great, the one and only Mr. Charles Jenkins. Um, so it'd be really good to play with Chuck. We've got a few shows coming up with him, and we're also got. Uh, Duncan Phillips on the bill and I've not played with Duncan before so I'm really looking forward to, to hearing him um, and just looking forward to getting back on the stage it's been it's been a little while you know it's it'd be nice to break out yeah it sure is um, lucky enough to sneak into the Drunken Poet which is I know it's a venue you've played a couple of times yeah. Dave and yep. being able to get to the Drunken Poet um, a couple of well just on the weekend actually and we snuck around yep. to a few bars for a few quiet ones um, yep yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough gig seeing an empty venue. Um, it's unreal. It's unreal. It's really hard, mate. the The doors have got to be open, and on the hope that venues come in. But the city's really hurting, mate. Out of all the yeah. venues, look, the city's really battled. Seems to be a lot of inconsistencies with the restrictions, with things that can happen and things that can't happen. And I think yep. that's the frustrating part of, you know, James Young spoke about it uh, with you you know, last week that it's it's just very difficult for, for venues to to operate at fifty percent capacity, uh, or whatever, you know, how whatever the square meter restriction is, whatever it is, it's just really difficult. So um yeah, hopefully we come out the other side really quick. Yeah, um well hopefully nothing happens. Touch wood, no. mate. Touch a lot of wood and a lot of wood behind you on all those guitars that uh, yeah, there, there is mate, there is. We right, can Nick, get this venue up and going. There's the great man. There he is. How are you, Nick? Hello. Hey, Nick. You're speaking to Aaron, you're speaking to Cuz, you're speaking to Lovey. Oh, wow. He's just setting up some drums at the back there, and I'm waiting on the imminent arrival of uh, our good friend Trent McKenzie on bass. Fantastic. What's on tonight, mate? A little uh, little jam just sesh? A little yeah, warm up? Yeah, which is a little bit of a rehearsal with, you know. Haven't played for a year and a half. Haven't, haven't played. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. I haven't played for a while, and we've got, on, as I say, we, we got Trent. We got Trent uh, joining us on bass, and the last time I had somebody other than Nick and myself on stage was over two years ago. So to have a bass player, and and Trent's played with us before, he's fantastic. So, um, as we say, let's just hope, you know, let's just hope this happens because we all want to see Charles Jenkins, don't we? Absolutely, um, one of the yep. one of Melbourne's greatest for sure. Um, and Dave, I can tell you. Uh, you know, you, you definitely um, it's a it's a great partnership with the two of you up there on stage, mate. So, are you how, how's the night going to work? You you in first or second up? How's no, we working? got du we got Duncan kicking the night off at nine. Then I'm on at ten, and then Chucky's on it at uh, at eleven. And then we sort of yeah, we'll come together at the end for a couple of songs like we normally do. Um, yeah. So look, mate, I know that the the ticket sales are going pretty well. There's been a lot of interest in it, which is really good. So. With any luck, it's all steam ahead, and and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be there on Friday night at Swamplands. Look forward to have it. Have you got a um? Have you got a special pass for Cuz? Because he'll be asleep by ten o'clock. So I'm just, yeah, just wondering, you know, is, yeah, is there yeah, something yeah, special yeah, you can arrange for him? Thank you. 
Actually, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to stick up for Cuz here because when he came last time to the uh, when all you boys actually came together last time, um, he stuck it through. He stuck it through. Needed a couple of little elbows in the ribs oh, every just. now and then. Every now and he then, a, a we had a big, we had a one meter school ruler stuck up his shirt just to keep <laughs> him up. Problem. It was ridiculous. You called me snoozy, mate. How did I not get a slope? There's a cheeky little, there's a cheeky little nook behind the bar at Swampies that looked a little bit inviting, but we're just got to keep him away or keep him, keep him up. I will keep him occupied. We'll turn the amps on to eleven. If not, <laughs> uh, right, right behind me, there's a shot of, uh, of the great Swamplands, and and there just to the right behind us, he can shoot across the road to Seven Eleven and get a couple of Krispy Kremes to keep you up and going, mate. So, <laughs> mate, special Before delivery. Or he can just, he can just fall asleep on the snooker table there. Either or. All good. What more do what more do you want? What more do you want? I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's right. Um, just before you leave us, Dave, I'm gonna play a little uh a little trailer to the Swamplands gig for this Friday night. Do it. a ripper mate one of chuck's all-time greats and to have you singing harmonies and playing along mate um must be a special little treat to be up there with chuck that's uh and that 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 little clip there was uh a grab from the first time i ever played with chucky on stage which was my album launch and speaking of which that was the last time that i had a, a, a band or bass player with me on stage that's that sort of two and a half year ago gig um and since then, I've been lucky enough to play with him a few times. And we've got some really cool shows actually coming up later on in the year, uh, regional mm. Victoria, which, again, providing things sort of start getting back to normal, um, I look forward to keep playing on the on the stage with Chucky. It's a real honour. Fantastic, mate. We look forward to seeing you. I'll be there. I guarantee you. Um, and do, you, do yourself a favour, mate. Jump in the back and help Nick find a few bolts. I think he's missing a few bolts for the drum kit. <laughs> he's not sure how to put it back together. It's been a while. I swapped a few over. I swapped a few over because the thread was a bit small on one and a bit big on the other. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you haven't got the right thread. There you go, mate. Thanks for coming down from the bush. We'll see you oh, Friday. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, easy. Thanks for having see me. Ya. See you guys. You too, mate. Look after yourself. Bye. This Friday, Legends, that's where you get to Swamplands down in Thornbury. Um, Are you all going? Are you all going? Rolling into we'll Thornbury, it's going to be relabeled. Cuz, we'll get go. your tickets. Get your I'll get tickets. A ticket. Yeah, I'll get a ticket then. Are you going, Lovey? Yeah, get your no-dose, Cuz. Yeah, we'll be there for sure. I think um, we've got to find if, we, if we're going to go regional, we've got to find a way. I'm starting to feel like I'm going to be a criminal. We've got to find ways of getting out of play out and <laughs> and supporting <laughs> regional as well as metro in yeah, any which way we can. I reckon. Um, no, no, we, That'd be great. We need to get Lovey to come to um. The, the the marshmallow overcoat when they go next go to um go regional. Yeah, well, that's going to be the challenge. Um, getting out to regional, obviously, where have we bro have we broken the twenty five k rule now? Is that gone? We can go there. Yeah, gone. Yeah, righto. Now yeah, uh, the only the metro. Yep. The only problem is deciding uh, who's in the car, and I'm not sure you've made it yet, cuz, unless you're driving. So I'm on the way. I'll be there early. <laughs> I'll be there early. <laughs> Hang on, why am I not in the car? Well, cuz after your little last episode in the car, um, we just want to make sure we're we're safe and you're not gonna take a little detour off the side of the road. But John, we're <laughs> lucky you're with us, cuz, after that um, spinning wheel, like a little merry go round. Little little spinning wheel, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You would have missed me, you too. If we have to go up so, here, uh, mate, I reckon you don't drive at all. You'd be too scared of trucks. That's right. 
Um, good little treat good. there. Um, I hope uh, that was a good little surprise, boys. I know that came together in the last half an hour. Just a little reach out and see how a couple of the boys are going. And no, it's, it's um, good, great to hear, you know, Musos yeah. behind the scenes are still getting ready in preparation. Obviously gutted that gigs aren't flying right now, but um, you got to be ready too. And it, I suppose as a, as a Muso, you just never know when your time's going to be next. Footballers yeah. uh, have been incredibly lucky. Um, but I spoke to a couple of coaches this week, local coaches actually, and they're they're kind of a little bit worried about blokes that haven't had a run for a month. Um, and match fitness is obviously one thing, and they're really worried about injuries coming up in the next few weeks. So, so I've literally just received a text from a football manager that we're at Lillardar, and um, games are definitely on this week in the EFNL. They've just made a decision. Yep. Um, but there'll be further details to that. But so the the, the Eastern Footy League has definitely made the decision that senior football on Saturday will go ahead. Well, I think you'll be you'll find out that if Eastern's done it, um, it'll probably be the major five leagues that'll all join uh, as you'll a joint. You'll find Barwood will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully, will do it. Yeah. hopefully, EDFL and Northern Football League are, are on board as well. Um, look, oh, I, I suppose one of the challenges too say, is not just senior footy. We've got to get junior footy back out there and kids back out there yeah. having a run because they're about to go on a school holidays and they're going crazy. Well, where Lucas' is training tonight and, and they're, they're in to play on Sunday. They're, they're down to play unless something goes terribly wrong. So hopefully that'll be up so and about. I think, it's, I think it's easier. I think it's a lot easier for junior footy to go ahead. Um, now, senior football, like it or lump it, um, players get paid. Uh, yeah. So... Without without crowds, without revenues, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, the players don't get paid. So then the question becomes, you know, what do you do? I mean, a lot of these players are tradies as well, so they could be off earning crust, flying their trade on for the sixth day of the week instead. Um, so asking asking all these players to play for nothing uh, from the outside, people might go, oh, gee, big deal. But you know what? It it, it kind of is. For those that are within the footy community and understand it, um, so I think uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, the further restrictions are, are lifted even more so by next week, and it's only one week where we're even talking about this, yep. um, and we just get on with it. Uh, I know there's a bit of woe, woe is me tonight at the start, but I think at the same time, if, if these sort of things get a bit of momentum, then hopefully. Yeah, despite what the data would suggest or science suggests and yeah, numbers, it, it, people just want to get on, get their community up and running again. And this is a good start. Yeah, look, the only disappointing I, I think is, like, it's great to get players out there. Obviously, the the minimum amount of people that are required, coaches, etc. But yeah. it's a big ground, mate. It's a big ground. Social distancing is no issue at all. Why you can't get? 300 people there and not even have a restriction. There's a lot of grounds around that wouldn't even get 300 to a game. So the fact is you know some what? of the people in yeah. the, some of the people in the community it's imperative that they come to a a local event or a sport or mm. as a release, you know. We're not talking about players and ex-players, we're talking about general community that that are heart and soul of footy clubs that that just need to be there um, and be around people. Yep. And yeah, I just think you know, we're either doing it, it's a case of like, it's a half-pregnant exercise. If we're doing this thing, let's all do it together and let's take a bit of responsibility. We've, it's not like this is our first rodeo on this. Um, we're not the ones that have stuffed it up. It's generally been stuffed up from a quarantine environment or they still went out and did the classic letting um, people split shift over different uh, work environments. And that's that's obviously caused the issue again. So... You know, it's it's very hard to stay positive. Um, but the most important part is, uh, you, as you two guys know, being coaches and assistant coaches, that um, you know you got a big role, and the role just isn't a coach anymore. It's it's about uh, mental health of players and mental health of you know you got to get yourself right before you can um, you know look after your players to the best of your ability. You know, it's a collective uh, community mental health too. And that's 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 the other thing that's really suffering at the moment is that the community, as a as, as a general whole, if I look at the Lillardale community, we get we get all sorts of different people coming to our football games. Yep, absolutely. So what else have they had? And it's the same with the netball. It's the same with the basketball, for that matter, too. It, it, 
the other thing that can't be underestimated in all this is that these these sporting codes, these local sporting codes, they're like sole traders and small business. They still need to be operating. And there's a lot of people employed part or full time that are involved in all these different codes. They just need to be, uh, they they need to continue to work. Some of them, some of them rely on those salaries that they do get at those local sporting bodies to yep. to make sure that their, their rent's paid. They put food on the table. They use it for that reason. So you know, it, it just needs to be there needs to be a general push. Junior footy, hundred percent. It's just the lifeblood of any sports club. Um, that needs to be up and going. And the senior the senior clubs need to do it from a revenue perspective, so people can get paid still. Yep. And I think one thing that's important in the community is uh, 25th anniversary or birthday of uh, the big issue. And, you know, when we talk about why the big issue came out and why it's around and what it does, everyone knows someone on a street corner that sold the big issue and walked yep. past them. And if you know the story of the big issue and what it does is, um, you know, puts money into the pockets of, of the homeless effectively and, and, and people that uh, it's effectively a small business for them as well. Um, so the, the thing I find, uh, which has obviously got harder and harder to do over time, it's gone from something that used to be around 50 cents and we're up to about nine bucks a copy now. So, um, you know, don't ever feel that you can't uh, help support these people. And, and it's so important that, you know, if you can swing them 10 bucks, maybe even find it uh, to be able to buy someone a copy. Uh, so you you slung them twenty bucks and and you bought yourself a copy and you'd be surprised what you read in in uh, in the big issues sometimes I, I've I've really uh, never never bought many of them but recently I have bought a couple and um, you know I kind of wish I had a read back catalogs now and uh, of some of the stories that you see over time but you know if you see see someone around and you see them in many communities it's not just a city thing um, go out and support them. Uh, one thing I've noticed is, you know, things like this, we talked about rescheduling gigs and stuff before and, you know, gigs that were now 25th of May, you're talking end of July, you know, yep. May gigs, the August. I mean, some some artists, what are you supposed to do for two months? I know this isn't their not only the only gig, but in a lot of instances, some of these museos are doing this full time. And unless you're out of Victoria right now, um where you're lucky enough to get a gig, and that's going to get harder and harder. It's it's a tough, tough process. And then don't even underestimate if you, when you put those dates up there, um, Aaron. Don't underestimate there were still bookings even July, August, September, all the way through to almost the end of the year. So they they think it's snowballed back as well. Yep. So you know it, it, this is not this is not a short term thing. This, this this impacts people for months to a year. Absolutely. I mean, we've got a long way to go to get through all the winter and get through to into summer. Um, and then by the, the way we're going with the vaccine and everything else that's happening, uh, don't even start me on that. We'll be lucky to uh, we'll be lucky to have had the two jabs ready to go if you're getting one. And if you're not getting one, your hands you know your hands are kind of tied. If if uh, if you think you're going to travel or if you think you're going to almost get into a venue these days, there's, there's going to be some sort of uh, restrictions around everything. Sadly. Um, all the way up to uh, there's going to be probably a third and fourth jab might be required because there's strains of different things happening. The only thing that I thought was really odd um, was the flu vaccine, uh, and they really basically are struggling to put one together because there is no cases of the flu, which is really yeah. interesting. So they don't know what to put in this one. So that that's going to be an interesting chapter to watch in the next well, the uh, flu, month. Or so. the, the flu would have reduced because people haven't been outside. Correct. Yep, but they never, they don't even know what strain of the flu it is at the moment because no, no one's had it, right? But hey, um, guess what? If it was out there, would we be locked down for that? No. Yeah, exactly. Well, to me, right now, it's not much more than the flu. Right. Um, Numbers you know, We've got, so, we got so much stuff uh, prepared, ready to go. Um, let's yeah. just hope we don't have to use it. Um, all right, let boys. Let's just spend five minutes talking about uh, our our biggest love, AFL footy. Um, talk about the ladder for a second there. Um, plenty of greens, plenty of greens up the top, and plenty of reds down the bottom. Not to be unexpected, but there's plenty of wins there. And Geelong, probably the team there that is the most um, on fire at the moment. And long may their run continue. Given I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I 
I think you would have said, had Melbourne won on the weekend, I think you would have said Melbourne would be the team. And I, I would still hold I still hold that it's most likely a Melbourne Geelong grand final. Um Melbourne, did Melbourne look a bit tired, mate? Yeah, did look, I think, I think we, we were playing every game as a massive challenge, and I think every game was a massive challenge. Everyone was starting to come for us. And, look, Collingwood had everything to play for. And on a neutral ground, we don't generally play Sydney too well either. Um, but, yeah, we did look tired. We leaped to the line, I think. And I think the, the buy came at a perfect time now. And I think it was a, probably a little kick in the bum that we deserved. Um, just just to sharpen us up a little bit to, to go into the next uh, couple of weeks. And we've got to there, – look, there's no easy games. It just shows you you can be 10% off maximum and you can absolutely get railroaded and, and just not be able to – we spun the mo- mo- momentum around and we actually got in front. Um, but then they took off again and – it's one of those games. But I'll tell you what, uh, two losses. If someone had to told me we'd be at the bye with two losses, um, I'd take that every day of the week. But I can tell you one thing. It's it's incredible how much you get used to winning when you're winning. Um, it's kind of a bit of a weird feeling coming in Monday morning and go, yeah, we actually got done, or Tuesday morning in this case. But uh, sort of, It's funny. I sort of feel like Melbourne's almost trying to – each week they've tried to justify – they've had to justify the trust and the – particularly with their fans, each and every week. And I think they finally have got that trust. Um, but, yeah, that, that that game on Monday, look, it's an aberration for me. And I, I actually think it's embarrassing for Collingwood that they would play so well like that because of the fact that it was Bucks' last game as coach. What is yeah, that I mean, the, I agree. I'll, I'll go, it's poor on them. It reflects poorly on them. It's actually a crap reflection on Collingwood for me. I'm sorry, but it just is. If you if you're getting up for something like that, well yep. then maybe maybe you could have helped the bloke keep his job throughout the course of the first ten weeks of the year. Then, yeah, yeah. For someone that was such an icon of the club, player, and coach, you've really got to look. Oh, I think each one of those players really needs to look amongst their group and say, guys, how come we were able to do it then? Um, and it was a bit more than Melbourne just being off. I think they they actually played incredible footy, Collingwood to be honest, and probably should have won by yep. a lot more. Uh, we yep. didn't kick well at all. Uh, Cuz are you awake there, or you looking like every minute? Um, all right, so we go to Thursday night. Tomorrow night we get a game under our belt: Geelong and the Bulldogs. This should be a ripper down in Geelong. Yeah, packed house, seven thousand. Capacity. Isn't that crazy? I mean, 7,000 capacity, they make an exemption for that. It's just a ridiculous yeah. concept. And you can't we, get... can't, we can't have 150 in an open complex. Some, or we can't have 300, 500 people in an open reserve grant. Anyway. Yeah, we can't get 50 um, people to a venue. That would be a great game. If that was anywhere else, I reckon the dogs win it. But I think, I think the cats will win that one. Hard to beat down there. Cats are flying at the moment, no doubt. But once again, four or five wins on the trot, you're due for a loss. So you just never know. You never know who's coming out. But look, it's going to be tough down there. And then we go into Saturday. Uh, bumper three games on Saturday. Suns and <laughs> Port. Uh, North Lions. Another smashing, I would suggest. Look, Giants-Carlton. Fair, you know, it's fair to say the battle of the disappointments for the year for me. Um, yes, a lot yes, of expectation, absolutely. A lot of expectation on both those clubs. Uh, Definitely Carlton, but Jesus has been funny watching Carlton implode like this. I've, I've loved tell every me, single second yeah. of it. Is T going to come out of this review safe or is he gone? Well, if he's, if oh, he's gone, that's again, that's an indictment on that football club. Yep. Yeah, but once again, I think it's, it's a classic case of list and list building. Um, yep. you know, Silvani was obviously made the scapegoat whether he did the right thing or the wrong thing the jury's out still um, but they definitely threw a lot of money at wingers um, and halfback flankers, half-back um, flankers. And, <laughs> yeah exactly plenty of halfback Jack flankers Jack Martin enjoy spending one and a half million on two back flankers okay, I'll, I'll, I'll love it the, the interesting part for me on someone like Jack Martin is they got him in to put him in the midfield they give him and four or five weeks me. And threw him out and said, "You're not, you're not it for us, and we'll push you back." It's just the wrong call. If you if you're battling this hard now, they've got to push him back in the midfield and give him a genuine crack at a dozen more, half a dozen more weeks, 
and and train the guy, mate. Any other workplace uh, has training, and when you have training, you get a chance to get better. Um, I just think it's a wrong call to make such a rash call and just push him back now. I think he's I think he's one of those many unfortunate players though in this day and age in the AFL comp where he suffers from expectation and then player agents and the rest of it and the media jump all over it. They they say, hey, speculatively, I reckon he's on about eight hundred. Next thing you know, clubs the shit clubs fall into that stuff. Yeah. And if they and I, what I mean by that is if they consistently do it. And unfortunately, the likes of Melbourne woke up to it a couple of years ago and they haven't been doing that. But the likes of St Kilda and Clone, who consistently go through this same cycle, they get sucked in by all these speculative players. And North Melbourne, I'm actually glad North Melbourne haven't been able to seal a deal on a few of these because they probably would have been absolutely, they would have, they, 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 the player management would have been arrested yeah. by now. So yeah. um, you've got to. You've got to be really careful of that sort of stuff. And as a player, I mean, do these players actually know if when they ask for this money, do they actually understand the role and responsibility they all of a sudden have with that? Jack Martin is in the top four paid players in that club. It's got to, it's got to yep. play that way. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take it for you, Port Adelaide Suns, who you got up on the Gold Coast? Stewie G Cup. Um yeah, geez, that'd be a big cup. That'd be a big cup, wouldn't it? Uh, I, it'd be like a barrel, a big barrel. Um, a wide bottom, that's for sure. You know what? I like, I like the Suns. This is the game they're probably not meant to win, and they could end up winning it. Yep. I give the Suns a sneaky chance too. I think up yeah, there. Hello. Let's all get on the Suns. Bring them home. Uh, that'll kick off Saturday. North so and up your sports bet account, Aaron, and get on it. Yeah, North and Brisbane. This could, this could go. This could go real nasty for North. This I reckon. Is this is this Tasmania's weekend of like the Lightning Premiership? They get multiple games down there to try and you know host and say, hey, we can do this. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, mm. It's going to be interesting. I think. Who, who, who was it, by the way? After like talking, North and Brisbane. Yeah, North Brisbane down in Tassie. Ah, uh, Brisbane for me. Yeah, North. I think. Brisbane easy. So, have a little sneaky on Brisbane, but uh, gamble responsibly. And then we got Giants and Carlton. Giants and Carlton, seven twenty-five bumper Saturday night. You know, and I got sucked into picking Carlton up at, up in Sydney, and I know it's not the SCG, but it's the same thing. I got I got picked into sucked into picking Carlton against West Coast three weeks ago, and they got yeah. They should they should have won that game. They didn't. I'm not doing that again. It's GWS for me. I think GWS are making a late run for finals, by the way. Yeah, there you, there you go. There's a scoop. Um, I suppose. So here we go. Here we go. Swans and West Coast to drop out by the end of the year. Yep. GWS and Frio will end up making the eight. Frio. Yeah, right. Okay. You reckon Frio? I pick, well, I picked Frio at the start of the year to make the eight, and I'm sticking by it. Okay. Well, they've got a rest this week. I'm not sure. We'll have to find out who they got the week back. Um, but there's a fair few points. Purple Army, get on it. Yeah, why Purple not? Purple Army. Yeah. No Cass, doubt they've what got are you a, doing? No doubt they've got Hang a few on, games. I've got a tech, sorry. Um, Guys, I, know you're doing, I know you're doing some advertising there for um for Dave Cosmo, and that's about all I've seen. <laughs> you kept it, Dave, your, your front of your Hey, honestly, Lovey, do you honestly think Fur can make the, make the eight? hundred. Yeah. At, at who's, who's coming out then? West Coast, Sydney. Yeah, let's just bring out the ladder for a sec. Um, a West Coast yeah. most so so of the of the of ninth, tenth, eleventh. Hmm. You say Fremantle can go in. GWS can go in at the expense yep. of West Coast and Sydney. There you go then. Okay. Yeah, I think Sydney are out. Um, I'm not sure about West Coast, though. I reckon they're still going all right. They, they'll be there. Look, they will be there. They may sneak in because of that win over Richmond. That might get them over the line when you look at the rest of the pictures. But for me, they I just, actually think if anyone's going I'm to drop, it might be, Port, might be Port to come out. But let's see. Let's see. Um, well, then there's a new coach coming in then, if that's the case. There yeah, could be. Could be. Bring back Choco Williams. Who knows? <laughs> um, and then we flick to Sunday, the Hawks and the Bombers. 
the big, Come on, uh, you good things. The big 320 game. Um, where is this game? Down in Tassie, too. Why not? Yeah. Jeez, I hate this fucking mob. I hate Hawthorne. I just shit my tears. Fair to say, that's two two people we've had on this today that aren't big Hawthorne fans. So um, they've just been a powerhouse over the time that, you know, we've been watching footy and they've just been such a good club that they just somehow know how to get it done um, when it's when push comes to shove. And, and mate, they made a mess of Sydney, let's be honest. They've had about 40 points. Yep. And they were all over them. Um, Arrogant shits, no matter where they are on the ladder, though. So for me, <laughs> geez, I, I'd love to pants them, but the fact it's going down to Hawthorne, the fact it's going down to Hobart and, and Tassie, um, your money would go on Hawthorne actually beat us this week. We've never played in Tasmania, have we? Since 1993, Brad Plain kicked six goals from a half-forward flank. So, yeah. What's your thoughts, you boys? Uh, is it time for a team in Tassie? Yes. Yep, definitely. Get rid of Gold Coast or tell North Melbourne to pack their tin, their tin, their, 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 their tin rattles away. And well, they do. One of them. They, won't get, they won't get rid of another team, do they? they say, will they, have, will they have a 19th team? Where's your talent pool? You can't have a nine on team. There's no talent pool available to it. They'll, the they'll, they'll call you. They'll call all three of us up to fill in for the twos in the nine on team. The way it's going. Well, I, thought so the original, it's... I thought the original was to try and get the twenty. Obviously, uh, we're not going to get there. The talent pool's just. We've shown it stretched at eighteen. Uh, we'd love to see a Northern Territory team, and I reckon we'd love to see a Tassie team. They obviously tried and hinted for a Canberra team, but it's just not going to happen. I don't think. But um, I think if it's you might ever. Canberra might happen. Look, don't surprise, don't be surprised if GWS actually shifted to Canberra at some stage. But um, I, I, I would playing any games there. Yeah, yeah they are two. They played two a year in Canberra. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, if you brought in a Northern Territory team, and if you brought in a Tasmanian team, and it ended up being a twenty-team format, you've got no choice but to make it a conference-based. Um, scenario. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, I so think four, group, four groups of five teams based on based on your geographies, uh, and then you know, so you play each other twice. However, it would work, and then you play everyone else once. You end up getting the twenty-two games, right? But you couldn't possibly ask the Hobart shit devils or whatever they get would call themselves to go up and play Hobart in the Northern Territory. Devil. It would be. Everyone, everyone moans about Brisbane. People moan about Brisbane to Perth, and that's true. Yep. Imagine from Darwin to Hobart. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. that'd be ludicrous. Yeah. So are you talking about having a half-half conference? My thought, my thought was four conferences, um, five teams, and halfway through the season, or, or we've got to make, there's got to be a way to make it work where they can split split the, the fours through. Um, yeah, I'd like. I'd just like to see it work somehow. I think your top four teams would become the number one seed in each conference. If, so if you, yep. if you did it by ladder position, yep. your your top four teams would be the seeds, top seeds. Yep. yep. The bottom four would become the bottom seeds, and then you just work it through that way maybe. I don't, you know, how that works, I don't know, because then that, unfortunately that might mean you would have that Hobart, the Darwin thing I, I, I don't want to see. So I well, reckon... The question is, if, if you went that have, way... And you you'd have to go... Yeah, if you went four conferences and swapped it like that, the question is, could you do it so it changed the next year? So you ended up in a different conference. Um, I think they've it's, made it. I'm sure they've smarter men than us, mate, have thrown this one around. Um, absolutely. Obviously, logistically, they can't get it to happen or get it to work or get buy-in. Well, look, look at the issues. You look at the issues of doing conferences in American sports, for instance. So you look at the American League East in – uh, baseball with the Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays. They're the three that always dominate nearly every single year, right, in that yep. comp. Yep. Then you go to then you go to the NBA, and there's always the same two or three teams in either the Western or the Eastern Conference, yep. always. Then you go to the NFL, and you get some really poo conferences in there. So you've got the NFC East. I mean, my, my Cowboys are in that. We, we somehow, our top team every single year qualifies with an 8-8 eight eight record or 9 and a nine and seven record. It's just ridiculous because there's such a weak conference. How do you make yeah. sure that our conferences remain even? That's the other. That would be the other key issue. The draft wouldn't yep. do it. 
It just wouldn't. So, yeah, I don't know how they work it. That's why I, 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 my idea would be actually drop the comp back to 14, 16 teams. Mm. I, because there's, there's some clubs that Whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, and AFL must be leaking money left, right, and centre trying to keep some of these clubs afloat. They have to be. It's sad to say, but as we know, they had their chance years ago to cull a few, and they did their best to to try and do that. Um, The clubs that survived, obviously, at the time, uh, were Hawthorne, Melbourne. Western Bulldogs were all big tin rattlers. North Melbourne was the, was the other one. Um, those St Kilda's running a St Kilda's running a ten million dollar debt right now. They're, yeah, they're, they're basically they're basically owned by the AFL. Yep. Uh, Carlton owned by the AFL up until about a year or two ago, and there's no guarantee that a lot of these clubs don't fall back that way. Well, there's still these clubs. Good GWS and so they make a profit. It's not necessarily correct. Yeah, GWS and Gold Coast are AFL. Uh, well, they're the Frankenstein's, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, it's hard because the question is, is you know, there's so much controversy around the game, um, and especially regarding the tackle, the hits, all the story that we're constantly hearing that, you know, are we getting this talent pool coming through or are they going to play basketball um, or something else? Soccer. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one and one we'll talk about for the future, I'm sure. Hmm. I'm looking forward to this David Mackay thing tomorrow night. If he gets a suspension, I, I, I would almost stop following the AFL at that level. I, I seriously would because you take yeah. away a pure contest. What's your thoughts f- uh, just on that? Uh, what's your thoughts on the the way the NRL has um, put in place this head high rule this year? I think it's been really hard for them to adjudicate. And obviously there was a point there where they are over adjudicating and they've backed it off slightly to get it right. Uh, I don't know whether they backed it off slightly coming into origin where it's a bit more expected. Um, but geez, there's been some incredible massive hits in rugby league uh, this season, more that I've noticed. Um, but have we noticed worry. it because of, have we noticed it because we think there might be something to report? the end of it, because if we didn't think there was, you wouldn't actually notice it. Yeah, we're, look, we're seeing all these right. hits in the seat. I think what we're not noticing is there's very little of the fist cuffs these days, right? So you notice a lot more when there's actually a big hit. Good. Yeah. So mm. I think, uh, look, there's no there's no place for for the fisty cuffs in the game anymore. That's for sure. Um, and obviously, it's been a couple of origins now since they've really exploded too, which has been good. We're actually playing. Mm footy like a footy supposed to be and rugby. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to follow. Uh, ho- hopefully that could be a landmark decision, that one in the AFL. And, look, from a coaching point of view, surely you coach to do exactly what they two guys did, get yep. to the footy and get there first. But you um, know what? In Hunter Clark's, in Hunter Clark's case, yep. learn how to protect yourself going into a contest a bit more maybe. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what's been lost because the rules, because they've been putting security blankets over these players for so many years now with all this head-high stuff, mm. players have decided not to even worry about training on how to protect themselves into a contest. And they, they're trying to a free, they're trying to eke a free kick in some in some instances by yep. going in with their head thinking, I'll get the free kick. Yep. Um, I, I, I'll be very, very interested to understand if he cops any sort of suspension or even a fine. I'll be interested to see how the AFL then explains how it, how two players are meant to go into a 50-50 contest if that's no longer a legal thing to do. Yep, absolutely. Saw. Yeah, it's a tough one. So let's, let's touch on that. Let's wait for the decision and we'll touch on that next week. Um, guys, next Wednesday... This is going to be a ripper. We're doing a David Bowie special. Yeah. I thought we had David Bowie on. Oh, okay. No, not quite. And we brought on Ash Naylor, great friend of the show. Rusty Brown's back. And Good. George Carroll Wilson from Polyman, who we've had on as well. So the three of them. It's going to be two songs each. So we won't tell you what the songs are going to be. It's going to be a great surprise. But I know the boys are looking forward to it. And this is the start of what we're calling uh, our tribute tribute shows to and to honour the greats. We're going to start off with David Bowie, so really looking forward to that next week. Oh, cannot um, wait. Now, Friday night, 
Hope you're going to be there, boys. Just let me know, but don't leave it late. Trust me, because those tickets are going to be probably sold out by tomorrow mid-morning, I would suggest. There's not many left. So get on it if you're going to get on it. Well, it's Kaz's shout, it. shout to hook the tickets up. So, Kaz, get me a ticket, yeah. can you? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Sure. Kaz will do that. Righto. Yeah. Thanks, mate. We'll, we'll see you Thank soon. You. Hang in there. That was episode number 40. See you, girls. So what's been happening? <laughs>